Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you once again for the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Hope you're doing well out there in the great wide world adventure of Catholic education. I always say that word, it's an adventure. It's uh, You never know what's going to happen on any given day. And uh, I don't know if this is true for you, but I, I would say that the vast majority of Catholic teachers all over the world would be able to say that one of the things they rarely experience is boredom. You know, there's plenty of other emotions that you might experience on any given day as a Catholic educator, but boredom is rarely one of them. And I think it's one of the great things about Catholic education. It's the variety of personalities and situations and that beautiful communal uh, sort of spirit that can emerge in a really good Catholic school. I was uh, blessed, I guess, to be educated by the Marist Brothers and also many years ago to have worked in Marist schools. And I think that's one thing they do really well is that they believe in this family spirit. And one of the things family does, uh, does, one of the things family does is, uh, you know, we have celebrations, we have all these different, you know, in, in any given year in all our families, we have these different experiences and things like birthdays and special events. And our school communities are a bit like that too, that we have these, you know, there might be athletics carnivals or, you know, special events that happen. So I think it's one of the, that's part of what makes Catholic schools so special is just that spirit that can emerge. And, uh, and you're building that. That's part of what you're doing every single day, just uh, your contribution to that. Now, today, I want to talk to you about something um, I hope it's going to be really useful. Yesterday was the Feast of St. Martha. Now, I know you could be listening to this later, but um, I wanted to talk a bit about that. You know, Martha's one of those saints that gets a little bit of a bad rap. We, we see her as the busy one in that famous story where Martha and Mary and Martha's like, Jesus, seriously, can you tell Mary to come and help out? And Jesus famously, of course, says, you know, that, uh, that, that Mary has chosen the better portion and won't be taken from her. So, you know, that's the, uh, that's the gospel that launched a million homilies, isn't it? It's the one that teaches us to be contemplative. But, uh, and that's important. Of course, that's true. But uh, I want to talk about a couple of things with Martha. The first thing on my heart to share with you and how it relates to Catholic education is that Martha had a beautiful spirit of welcome. We, we think, uh, scripture scholars think that Lazarus was the equivalent of like a multimillionaire today. He's very wealthy. And he, uh, they think that Martha and Lazarus helped to fund a fair bit of Jesus' public ministry in terms of travel and food and all that sort of stuff. But uh, Martha has this beautiful spirit of welcome. We find that their home becomes a bit of a hub for Jesus. His journeys kind of, you know, follow different routes, but often come back through their house. So this spirit of welcome, I want to talk about that for a second, because I want to put this thought on your heart that um, through the grace of St. Martha's intercession, we can pray for this beautiful grace of welcome and hospitality in our classrooms, in our schools. Uh, I want you to think about your classroom this way, the gift of welcome, the gift of hospitality within your own classroom, the gift of making students feel welcomed and important and valued within your school community, but within your class itself. Uh, One of my children is currently having a bit of a tough time. I'm going to say this really delicately, the uh, the relationship that they have, I won't even reveal which gender, uh, which sex my child is in this particular story, but uh, it's not a great relationship with their particular teacher, and that's fine. You know, every year they, the teachers are different and relationships are different, but 
at dinner last night, she was sharing. Oh, there you go. Well, she's very young, and she was uh, sharing that she kind of doesn't feel very seen or heard or welcomed in the classroom, and it was quite poignant. Now, I want to be—I want to be really fair about this. The, you know, I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm just making the point that children have sensitive hearts, um, and we may not always remember that. And so, you know, my one of you know my child at the moment is is not feeling that sense of welcome and belonging and being seen and valued. It's not a big deal. Um, it's not like it's it's a chronic issue, but it's just obviously something that's she's experienced. So I want us today to be focused on this St. Martha spirit, this spirit of welcome, this spirit of hospitality, this spirit of seeing people, of hearing people, of attending to their needs. And again, how do we do this in Catholic education? Well, if it was just up to us and our limited human capacity, then we would, you know, of course, I guess um, we would have to strive. We would have to, some of us would be really good at it and some of us wouldn't. But the beauty of our faith and the graces of prayer and the graces of the sacraments are that Christ comes to us and gives us this supernatural capacity to do what we otherwise could not have done. So that's the St. Martha thing, is just to put that on your heart, to uh, pray for the grace of welcome and hospitality, just a smile, just a word of greeting, just, you know, I remember when I was teaching, I had a seventh grade class, and I made a huge effort to make the classroom itself just a great place to be visually. You know, we had all these little projects where kids would bring in plants and grow plants, and, and the classroom was just a positive space that they felt they belonged in. You know, so let's create those spaces. Let's pray for the grace of hospitality and welcome. And the last thing on St. Martha is uh, yesterday praying the divine office on her feast day. Um, the, uh, the morning office comes from the common of women saints. And the reading for the day was from Romans 12, 1 to 2. And I thought of you guys, because part of the reading from her feast day says this, adapt yourselves no longer to the pattern of this present world, but let your minds be remade and your whole nature thus transformed. Then you will be able to discern the will of God and to know what is good, acceptable and perfect. Now, I want to wrap the podcast up this morning, but that really spoke to me. The line where it says, adapt yourselves no longer to the pattern of this current world, the world that we're inhabiting of this present world, it says, um, let your minds be remade. And if you do that, you'll be able to discern the will of God. Well, here's a question. Would you like to be able to discern the will of God over your life, your classroom? Your... So this scripture is teaching us that there's a, there's a process here. The first thing we want to do is no longer adapt ourselves to the pattern of this present world. And if we do that, We'll be transformed and we'll be able to discern the will of God. That's a promise. Remember, Scripture tells us that all God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus. I love that line. So Scripture is telling us here that if we will choose not to adapt ourselves to the pattern of this present world, then we'll be transformed and we'll be able to discern the will of God. Now, to wrap up, I don't want to, you know, I like to keep these short. What does it mean to not adapt yourself to the pattern of this present world? Here's what I think, just my 10 cents. I think often in staff seminars, I talk about what I call the world system. The world system is a, I guess, a philosophical lens that talks about the king. You know, if you go back to St. Augustine's kingdom of God and, you know, the kingdom or the city of God and the city of man, 
the world system is a system of what I would say is self-aggrandizement. That our current moment in history, driven powerfully now by social media, is all about the maximization of our own individual agency and our wants and desires. Now, I know you don't necessarily do that, but I'm just saying that our system is about self-promotion. You know, look at, we've got words now like selfie, we've got the whole iPhone, i-everything, right? So the world system is one of power and it's one of prestige and it's one of beauty and fame and, and being seen. So I think, and this is just my opinion, that our call, the path to not adapt ourselves to this system is what I call a race to the bottom, that Christianity is, is a race to the bottom. It's a race to serve. It's a race to be hidden. These are things that I never thought I would say years ago. Uh, many of you know, recently I deleted all my social media accounts, everything. And it's, you know, lots of people are like, but you do a lot of good and you reach all these people. I go, you know what? The world's going to roll on. It's going to be just fine. And I, I've often quoted the beautiful quote from Christine Kane, who says, if God wants you, he knows where to find you, <laughs> right? If God wants you, he knows where to find you. My job's just to create the podcast and, and put it out there and pray that God will bless it and it'll reach people. You know, I gave up on the relentless self-promotion. So what's it got to do with Catholic education? I think that we need to seek hiddenness and the lowest place and humility and a childlike trust in God. Why is St. Therese of Lisieux one of the great giants of the faith? She is a doctor of the Catholic Church, friends. That is a big deal. She died in her early 20s and never left her monastery. Why? Because she, she sought after littleness and smallness. And I've said in a previous podcast that naked ambition in Catholic schools is, can be really problematic. You know, a lot of people, they will just drive towards promotion and power in, in, a, in the politics of a school setting, and it's just toxic. You know, if God wants you to be a principal, he'll promote you to be a principal. If God wants you to be a teacher for 45 years, and just bless the heart of one child after another in hiddenness, then that's going to be awesome. So friends, let's have the welcome spirit of St. Martha in our classrooms. Let's have a spirit of hiddenness and trust in God. Let's not adapt ourselves to the pattern of this present world. Because if we do seek the lowest place with a trust in our perfect heavenly father, then he will transform our minds and we'll be able to know his will in all situations. And I don't know about you, but that's something I could really do with. All right, God bless you. Uh, please make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. That's a huge help. Just hit subscribe wherever you're listening, Spotify, Stitch, anywhere else. Social media, you won't find me. So if you do want to find me, uh, onecatholicteacher.com, O-N-E, catholicteacher.com, onecatholicteacher.com. Uh, please go and check out the resources page. We've got a bunch of great stuff there and new stuff coming out. Um, our amazing teacher resource library, the Going Deeper program, my book. Um, so I've got two books there, Finishing Strong and uh, Tools and Fuels for Catholic Teachers. So go check those out. And the biggest thing you could do to help me would just be to share this with some other teachers. All right, friends, God bless you. Thanks for the amazing work you're doing every way, you're doing every way and every day. Uh, and may the power and the name and the protection of Jesus, his mother, 
and the holy angels go with you in your precious vocation. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.